Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. The State of Recruiting is brought to you by 24-7 Sports and the Horns 24-7 Network of Podcasts. If you like the show, please subscribe, rate, and review on the podcast platform of your choice. We also invite you to listen to the other great shows on the Horns 24-7 Network, including The Flagship with Taylor Estes and Chip Brown and The Longhorn Blitz with Jeff Howe and Rod Babers. Thanks for listening. Now on to the show. Welcome back to this week's episode of The State of Recruiting, your weekly Horns 24-7 recruiting podcast. I'm Mike Roach, and I'm joined as always by Hudson Standish. Uh, we've got a big week, big week of visits to recap. We've got uh, some crystal balls were put in this week, uh, commitment, and uh, the 2024 rankings. So going to be a big show. But before we get into all that, how's it going, Hudson? It's going great, Mike. I'm pumped. Good to have you back. I kind of missed you on the pod. Yeah, I, you know, I had to get away and, uh, uh, you know, take care of some fan, personal business. You know, when you got an anniversary, um, football doesn't get in the way. So I uh, took my wife out of town for a couple of days to celebrate our ninth wedding anniversary. So uh, it was a good time. Um, I'm glad to be back. We, uh, we actually both got sick on the trip. So like um, I was kind of sick before we left town. Just I thought it was allergies and it, it may have just been like a sinus infection or something. And then she caught whatever I had. Um, so it's been uh, it, it wasn't the best it could have been, but it was still a pretty good trip overall. Uh, while I was gone, Texas hosted a big commitment, uh, a big recruiting weekend in which they got a commitment. Of course, if you're a member of the Horns 24-7 board, you know that it's a fact that if Mike Roach goes on vacation or leaves town, uh, there will be a commitment uh, just about every time I think I've gone, it's happened. I think, I think the only time it hasn't happened was this past February when I went out of town. No, I'm you're wrong. Gonna get, I think. You're going to get some tickets in the mail. Uh, Arch is going to set his official visit, and all these boosters are going to start flooding your uh, mailbox with like tickets to Cancun and you know Paris. I'm here for it. So my yeah. wife, my wife's aware of the bit. She's like, "Well, we can set up a GoFundMe if your readers just want to send us <laughs> on vacation permanently. Uh, you know, whatever it takes." So yeah, uh, the more exotic the location, the better the commitment will be. Let's get a mic to Bora Bora. Yeah, if you want to send me to Bora Bora, I'm all for it. Um, and I need first class tickets if I'm going to like that one. Um, it was a big weekend. You know, I think we talked a lot about this in, in the week leading up to it. It didn't have Arch Manning attached to it. Um, but you know, top to bottom, a deeper weekend. I thought uh, a lot of talent made its way to campus. Saw practice, took took part in the all uh, all gas twenty three recruiting event, uh, which kind of seemed like just a hangout, eat some barbecue and crawfish. You know, look at some Lamborghinis that were on the field. Uh, you know, just have a good time. And uh, you know, we got a lot of really good feedback about it. I've talked in the past about how you know this staff. I think 
struggled a little bit out of the gates with hosting these big visit weekends. Um, just trying to, you know, when you're, when you're a staff as a whole support staff, coaching staff, all that, you've, you've got to really know how to gel with one another, just like you would on the field and um, to kind of pull these big visits off. And I think last summer they, they struggled in some of those, but the, this year they've really, even when they got out of the summer, kind of into the fall, they, they kind of found their footing. And so far this year, everything's been really strong coming out of these trips. Wouldn't you say, Hud? Yeah, I, I think that they've hit their groove when it comes to hosting these visits. And, you know, it was a new staff last year. Visits were just being opened back up from COVID. So there was some funky stuff. And I think that, you know, there are still a couple recruits that took those visits. I think, you know, DJ Hicks is one in particular that we've talked about that took those visits last summer and maybe haven't been super eager to get back to Texas or, you know, they maybe they say they're eager, but they haven't gotten back on campus where I think that Texas may actually shock them with how organized and just overall how good of a job they're doing hosting visits now. I mean, it is pretty rare that we get any sort of info that was borderline negative from a visit, which is great considering how loaded of a group they had on campus last weekend. Yeah, a lot of big names. Um, I think if you're looking for headliners, Jonte Cook was uh, back again. and Three-fourths of, of the core four. Yeah, three-fourths of the core four with Manning being there last week. And then, uh, you know, Cook, Anthony Hill, and Ruben Owens all on campus this week. Um, if you would like to see what Jonte Cook's visit looked like, there's a YouTube video for that uh somewhere and it's been making the waves uh around social media for clips that have been i would say somewhat taken out of context yeah uh, and posted um also real quick for anybody listening to the pod please don't freak out about that we haven't even addressed it on the board because it's kind of not worth it but please yeah. don't freak out about that yeah, it's it's not worth it at this point. Uh, Jalen Brown, the five-star receiver from Miami's Gulliver Prep, uh, made it down. Very good visit for him. Talked to his dad after the trip, and uh, they're planning on coming back, not only for an, uh, you know, possibly an official. They haven't locked anything in yet there, uh, but another unofficial. So um, we're talking about one of the fastest players in the country, um, an elite speed demon at wide receiver, and a guy that, to me, when I saw him last spring in seven on seven was one of the best players I saw overall in the spring. Um, Jalen Brown, I think, would be an important add for Texas if they could make that move. It's going to be tough with with Miami and, and their new staff there. But yeah. um, I think getting him back on campus for another unofficial only, you know, helps your chances. Uh, along the wide receiver, it was a big receiver weekend, I would say. That was like the probably the headlining group. Jaquez Petaway from Langham Creek, Jonah Wilson from Decaney, Jaden Greathouse from uh, Westlake. All those guys on campus. I think that probably this time last year, um, Texas was in middle of the pack for Jaquez Petaway. And, um, you know, A&M was being talked about a lot, Alabama a lot. Uh, but I think Texas has quietly made a move to the front of the pack. Um, and a lot of that in a short time with Brennan Marion here. If you know anything about Jaquez Petaway, he comes from, um, I don't want to say like a bad background, but like just a working class background. Yeah. I think single parent who works, he works. And so he's got brothers that, you know, they share a car. So it's hard for him to make these visits the way other kids do. You know, it's not always easy to get these parents who work on the weekends to say, okay, I'm going to take off work, spend the money to travel to Austin and bring my kid here. So uh, getting him back on campus was big. 
Um, and uh, from what I heard, everything went extremely well there. Uh, with Jonah Wilson, uh, the big receiver from Decaney, uh, that was his first time on campus. So, uh, you know, everything went off really strong there. Really liked practice, made a connection with a lot of the coaches and players. Uh, very much expect him to be back in the summer for an official visit. And then Jaden Greathouse might as well, like, just kind of pick out a dorm at this point. It seems like he's there every weekend. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more about him in the crystal ball segment because I did put a crystal ball in for him. But, you know, Hudson brought up a good point. Like, he's just kind of an Austin kid, um, more so than being a Westlake kid, more so than being a kid that potentially fitted to Texas. Like, just an Austin type of kid. And so um, I think that a, a lot of things are in their favor there. Anything stand out to you about that receiver group? Yeah, I guess one thing that sticks out to me as well is that it is so loaded that a guy that, you know, Texas might end up taking and has offered and Kyle Parker kind of flies a bit under the radar as far as, you know, like that we can, I guess, Another thing to keep an eye on would be that Yaquez Petaway and Jonah Wilson have kind of developed a close friendship. I don't think that there's any sort of package deal there, but it, it, as there rarely isn't in recruiting, but it is helpful that if Wilson is making a trip, Petaway can hop in the car with him. Um, I don't know. I think that one of the big things from the weekend was just that Brennan Marion was kind of an alpha um, recruiter, in addition to bringing the juice to practice, we heard that from our practice report. So, I mean, I think that with him in charge of the wide receiver room, along with Sark's longstanding relationships, kind of having to be the primary recruiter for a couple of these targets, I think Texas is really set up well with the 23 wideouts. Yeah, and I would also add that when you talk about Brennan Marion and Tashar Choice, something we've heard is that they've just kind of brought up breath of fresh air and like youth to this staff, um, a lot of juice, a lot of energy. Um, and, you know, they replaced two older assistants on the staff, two guys in Andre Coleman and Stan Drayton, who weren't known as big vocal guys and, you know, choice and, and Marion are kind of pure energy when you see them. So I think that's been something kind of sneaky. Speaking of choice, um, Ruben Owens, uh, it was a big visit for him. You know, I, I, I mentioned in the stampede that I don't feel like there's going to be a lot of shakeups in the recruitment or, or any big movements. Um, but I feel that they, they hit checked a couple boxes with Ruben Owens that hadn't been checked yet. And one of those was his mother had not yet been to campus. Um, he usually comes with his father and uh, his mother and sister both attended uh, from what I heard. were both very impressed with everything Texas had to offer um, including uh, you know, uh, Tashar Choice, and uh, they've got a long-standing relationship with Brandon Harris, who's been recruiting him since his freshman year. So, uh, again, I think Texas stands in a really strong position for Ruben. I don't think that changed over the weekend, but I do think there were a couple of extra boxes checked. Um, another thing, too, Mike, again, it was such a loaded weekend. We haven't even talked a lot about the defensive prospects, but I want to go over one more guy on the offensive side of the ball. John Randall Jr. from Wichita, Kansas, goes to Heights High School. He's a guy that Texas offered on the visit, and according to a source, seemingly blown away, you know, he was blown away by the visit experience. And that's a high four-star running back that 
Texas is now seemingly in the mix with, in addition to guys like Javon Simpkins, Cedric Baxter, like there are a Tashard choice has not only done a really good job, um, probably leading the pack for Ruben Owens, but since they're taking a second running back in the 23 class, he's also seemingly has a stable of guys for the RB2 position. Cam Cook from Round Rock Stony Point as well that are all high on Texas and that Texas could seemingly pick one to be in that secondary spot. So, I mean, if the current trend lines hold, it's just going to be a really, really strong showcase for Tashar Choice. Yeah, and they need that punch at the uh, skill offensive skill positions. They didn't get a lot of it in last year's class. Um, mm-hmm. I think, you know, obviously they addressed their front lines, added a big secondary group, all that, but didn't get, I don't think, everything they needed out of the receiver and running back position. So um, good to see that they're kind of ahead of, of the pace there. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, it, I would say it was also a big linebacker weekend. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you had Anthony Hill on campus, Samaje Burrell uh, made his commitment. Brad Spence was there. Darian Gallette came in before the weekend. Uh, but we're still going to count him as a weekend visitor. And then Jonathan Hall, the K- Katie safety, who's seen as Texas by Texas as kind of a hybrid, you know, defender, all on campus. Um, I think obviously the the big name there is Anthony Hill. And when you talk about, um, you know, what Texas can show him that's different because he's been to Texas so many times, I think getting to see football was big for him. Anthony is yeah. just, if you know Anthony, he's a giant kid, and really just kind of a football nerd. Um, like he loves talking ball, loves talking about scheme and fit. He's not real big into the flash of recruitment. He's, he's a football kid. And so, you know, getting to sit down in meetings and watch drills and, and uh, go through the practice and all that, I think was, was probably big for him. Yeah, absolutely. Mike. Um, another thing too, some, there were some comments that, people got a little spooked about with Samaje Burrell saying that he was, you know, still potentially open to getting recruited. Samaje is pretty dang locked in with Texas. And also all the feedback that we got from the defensive side of the ball was, yeah, Samaje really wants me to, uh, you know, commit to Texas. He's recruiting me hard. Now, every single Instagram post that a kid would, uh, Put up with pictures from their Texas visits. Samaje was in the comments throwing up the horn. So I, again, like the John Tay Cook comments, like don't read, every, don't read too closely to every single thing that the kid says. They're still kids. They are just kind of going through the process um, as well. I think that Braylon Shelby is a guy that is a big priority for the Texas staff. Um, that's kind of been proven through actions, you know, Sark hitting him up nearly every day, PK being his lead recruiter, the amount of attention that he was shown on this visit. I think that Texas should feel very good about their chances with the caveat of he is making a trip to Georgia pretty soon. And if Georgia does offer, that would be a little bit of a game changer considering, you know, they're Georgia. They put, they're probably going to put, you know, 12 dudes in the league on the defensive side of the ball, this NFL draft. So you know, that, that just comes with the territory of recruiting, you know, legit edges. Yeah. Uh, South Oak Cliff edge, Billy Walton also in town. Yeah. We're going to have a little more on him. Um, but I think Texas made a big move there. We got some clarity on where they see him. 
Um, Jordan Matthews, the corner from uh, Woodlawn and Baton Rouge, is uh, made his fourth visit to Texas since not even being offered a year ago. Obviously, that shows a ton of uh, interest and initiative on his part. I think Texas has moved into the, the catbird seat for him and has been kind of throughout the spring. I've got a Texas crystal ball in on him as well. Um, anything else, I, I guess, that we want to hit before we uh, before we turn away? For, oh, I should mention, uh, we talked about Shelby. We talked about him. Uh, Walton, Desmond Amezulu, uh, the yeah. edge rusher from uh, Maryland, who is a first cousin to Neto Amezulu, um, also visited. <laughs> I asked a couple people, you know, what do, what do you think about Desmond? And the answer was, well, he sure looks pretty. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it sounds like he's all a 6'5", 6'6", long frame. Um and, and a lot of really positive comments coming out of the visit. I do think Texas is going to be able to get him back uh, possibly for an official visit. And then they're, they're really in the game at that point. Um, anybody else you want to mention before we wrap up here and move on to our crystal ball segment? Uh, Malachi Breland was the other new offer in addition to John Randall Jr. Uh, Breland is an offensive lineman out of Mississippi and kind of fits the Kyle Flood uh, big humans mold. And I get that probably some fans are like, well, that's not all that they're looking for an offensive lineman. Like, is there anything else on the scouting report? He won offensive line MVP at the uh, UC report camp in Dallas, I believe, a couple weeks ago. And the feedback from there was, yeah, he's really big and he can move some people and he, you know, moves decently. So it, it's nice to see that Kyle Flood is staying true to his uh, big humans uh, evaluation process. And, you know, that's just another guy to kind of monitor. Mike, I'm sure you've noticed this too, but I, I think Texas just isn't as, um, they're not as afraid any, or I shouldn't say afraid, but they're not as hesitant to go down into Mississippi, North Louisiana, South Louisiana, and just take swings with kids. I mean, it seems like Texas staffs in the past were really more focused on, yeah, maybe a couple Louisiana kids, but we're going to focus on Texas and the West Coast. And it's kind of nice to see the staff, you know, go into SEC country and try to pick out some guys. Another guy that I didn't even mention that we probably should should have is uh, Zalance Hurd from Monroe, Louisiana, who the feedback I got from him was that, yeah, during the season, Texas was probably the outright leader. Now that LSU offered, it's probably Texas and LSU, but that's a high four-star kid that, um, you know, the, the weekend was so loaded, we're just now getting to around the, you know, 17th minute of the pod. Yeah, it's it was, you know, really, really strong. Um, and you know, we had a lot of coverage of it throughout the week, so this is kind of just a quick hit wrap up. But uh, if you want the full coverage of it, Horns 24 7 is the place to go, subscribe, uh, and you can pick that up. Um, all right, Hudson, I in, in uh entered five new crystal balls in for Texas targets over the week, it was a big addition of crystal balling. Um, we've talked about three of those guys, Jordan Matthews. Um, again, I think Texas has kind of just moved into a good position there. Uh, Billy Walton, who I think, you know, there were a lot of questions on where he was going to fit in the class and if he would fit in the numbers and we got indications he would. So, um, I do like where Texas sits with the caveat of, he does have an Oklahoma state, uh, official visit upcoming. And, um, you know, obviously on an official visit, things could change. So we'll kind of watch that one. And then Jaden Greathouse, who, uh, we mentioned, 
um, kind of an Austin kid and it just seems like he's, you know, been around campus every week. So um, anything you want to add on those three guys? When we first saw Billy Walton kind of take the next step for Sock during the playoff run, and there was some talk that, you know, Chris Gilbert was doing a good job in that recruitment. I definitely could see it going this way, but it is a kind of fun development just considering that that's a guy that, you know, you specifically watched for like six weeks of the playoff run and that I kind of grew a liking to. I think that that is a fun development. I wrote about him, I want to say, at my uh, last spot, like in October with the caveat of you know maybe one day if he continues to bulk up he can be a texas level guy so seeing that the texas staff views him at that level right now is pretty cool you know mike again a little inside baseball i guess for the podcast but i'll probably follow you on the Jaden great house uh crystal ball in the near future it's just one of those ones where it just feels too obvious. We've talked about it, I think, since the day I got to 247 of like, okay, when do we want to put that one in? It just makes too much sense right now. Um, so I, I'd say that um, goes well. And then for anybody who isn't as familiar with Great House's potential fit at Texas, um, Mike might have a little bit more details, but basically what we've been told was that he's a take regardless of where you put him. It, it doesn't matter if it's an H or a, you know, Z receiver, or even an X, they just think that he's going to be able to win matchups and, you know, create, uh, you know, advantages in the passing game. So I wouldn't worry too much about fit. If you're a Texas fan right now, they just see him as a pass catcher. That's going to be lethal at the next level. Yeah. The other two ones I put in, were going away from Texas. Um, yeah. Javon Thomas, the South Oak Cliff defensive back. Sounds like things are trending pretty heavily to Texas A&M. Now I did write this uh, Wednesday night in Mike at night. Um, Texas, not completely out of it. They will get probably, I would say the last visit Javon takes uh, on Easter weekend. They're going, him and his father are going back down there. Uh, to spend some time with the staff. And so we'll see what kind of push they can make coming out of that. I do think it's going to have to be a big one. Um, yeah. A&M has, has really submitted themselves in that race and done a fantastic job. He's also going to LSU uh, this next weekend. Um, and then the other one was Braylon James, who uh, uh, I guess I was going to say Del Valley receiver Braylon now. James. Now Round Rock Stony Point wide receiver Braylon James, um, who looks to be headed to Notre Dame. Anything you want to add on those two, Hud? Yeah, it, we've kind of felt like Braylon James was headed to Notre Dame for a while. I didn't put in a crystal ball pick. Um, I probably won't, but everybody seems to understand he's probably going to Notre Dame. And then I did put one in for Javon Thomas, but that detail you mentioned and, you know, you broke the news last night that he was going to visit Texas on April 16th. I still feel like he's going to end up at A&M, but I am intrigued that Texas likely will have the last visit. And even if it's not the last visit, they'll if they can have a good enough pitch, they could probably force AM to get him on campus one more time before he decides pretty soon. So that wrinkle is pretty good. And I think that just shows why having these connections in you know Dallas with Chris Gilbert is such a big deal. Because, Mike, I don't know how you feel about this. I'm not sold that a previous Texas staff would even get him back on campus with the way mm -hmm. things are trending. No, I don't think so. Exactly. No, you know, Joe Thomas, his dad, and Chris Gilbert go way back. And mm -hmm. I think I think 
they feel a need to, you know, give Texas a shot here at the end. And, and, you know, Javon hasn't been on campus for, he was here last summer for the mega camp thing they did with Arch, but really hasn't been for like a, a, a one of the more, you know, intimate type visit settings where yeah. you can spend a lot of one-on-one -on -one time. So, um, you know, I think that that's what Texas is pushing to get him for and, and see if they can make a difference that way. Yeah, and they caught a bad break with the Texas relays just not being able to host him because he was competing. So that was an unfortunate break. But instead of just tucking tail and going on to the next target, they're battling it in there when it seems like A&M is the presumptive choice. So, um, you know, it, it close only counts in, you know, horseshoes and hand grenades. But I do think that a, t a, t a, a tip of the cap, sorry, deserves to be uh sent towards the texas staff's way just for getting Javon back on campus on the 16th yep so we'll see kind of how that shakes out uh aside from that dylan rayola will be on campus on the 16th i believe as well that's a good segue into yeah, I was about to say. talking about our 2024 rankings that is the new number one player in the country dylan rayola and really if you count Quinn Ewers in the 2022 cycle, this is, will be the third straight player and the third straight quarterback that Texas has been kind of deep in on. Uh, that is the number one overall player in the country. Quinn Ewers, Arch Manning, Dylan Rayola. Um, I think uh, we'll go, let me first just talk a little bit about Rayola. I, there's, it's funny to me and Hudson, you know, I've got a really good relationship with the family. Um, so just, you know, behind the curtain, they used to live in Burleson. I live in Crowley. Our houses were 10 minutes apart. Um, I met them very early in the process before really any offers had come and just through that have a very, very, very good relationship with their family. Um, there are a lot of people out there who keep wanting to tell me where Dylan Rayola is for sure going to college and uh it, it generally it it generates laughs from uh his camp um when i pass that on so um i think for anybody discounting texas i'm not here to tell you texas leads for him but anybody discounting texas is being foolish because they are doing a lot of research into these schools dominic rayola his dad played at the nfl level he understands nfl development at a high level and really loves and trusts Steve Sarkeesian to develop quarterbacks. I mean, he's part of a handful of coaches recruiting him that he really feels strongly about when it comes to uh, coaching quarterbacks. And so I think that Texas is very much in the race. A.J. Milwee has done an, a tremendous job just keeping that um, that relationship going. And a big thing is they've been really open with him. Yes, we are pursuing Arch Manning. Yes, he is our number one priority in 2023. And guess what? Dylan is our priority in 2024. And we're going to recruit both of them. And I think some other schools maybe have, you know, tried to kind of play the, the tightrope with that deal, whereas Texas has just been very open about it. D Dominic playing at that, at the NFL level knows where, regardless of where you go, you're going to face big competition. So I do think that getting Arch Manning would probably be a little bit of a blow for that race. But I mean, if you look at the other schools recruiting him, USC's got a couple of crystal balls lately. USC has Malachi Nelson in this class, who is rated just behind Arch Manning, both at quarterback and overall. Um, and so 
there's going to be a guy there. I'm sure Ohio State's going to get a guy. I'm sure Georgia's going to get a guy. You know, I mean, Arch could be in play for Georgia. So, um, you know, it's just I, I would say don't uh, don't get too bogged down early. It's still very early for Dylan, and um, I can't see him really making uh, you know a crazy decision this soon or anything. Yeah, it was it was kind of it was kind of funny yesterday when rankings release happened and some of the first comments are, oh, well, he's he's just USC and Ohio State. And and it's one of those things where I understand you're as a fan, sometimes you're trying to maybe protect yourself of, OK, I don't need to get my hopes up. But like Mike said, and I'll say it a little bit more brashly, like nobody has better intel on the rail list than Mike will. Um, it's just, it's just the truth. So when you're trying to tell us, oh, it's USC or Ohio state, even though he does have crystal balls and other predictions across the, uh, industry for both USC and Ohio state, which I kind of don't get the Ohio state one at this point, but you're just, that's not necessarily the case behind the scenes. So you've got to especially trust us on that one, trust us in general, but especially with Dylan Rayola, let's not tell us where he's going to go to school. All right, we are going to take a short break if you're listening on the podcast. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Quick, let's just kind of go through the 24 rankings. What stood out to you? I'll, I'll tell you right off the bat to me. Um, Early on, at least, doesn't seem like 24 is as loaded of a class in Texas. Um, you know, when you look at guys, you don't have an obvious Ruben Owens or um, guys like that, Anthony Hill. So uh, while there is talent, there's always going to be talent in the state. And oddly enough, Texas did have the most kids in the top mm -hmm. 247. Um, I just don't think it's quite as loaded at the top. Yeah. So for me, with like my own evaluation process, I kind of have it where I think Micah Hudson's probably a tier above everybody else in the 2024 class. For those unfamiliar, he's a wide receiver out of Lake Belton High School, which is um, in Temple, Texas. I think he's probably a little bit above everybody else as far as my own grading goes. And he was uh, a top 
40 player, according to 247. And then you have your guys that we've seen in press. And sure, there might be a couple question marks as prospects, but they're extremely solid players. And, you know, Colin Simmons, Nigel Smith, Jelani Watkins has unreal testing. He ended up being the uh, top player in the state for 2024 wide receiver out of Klein Forest. He has a verified 10 too. And for those who understand the 247 rankings process, verified measurables are a big deal because that's what NFL scouting departments care about. Having that verified speed along with, you know, arm length, height, it does matter more than I think I even understood as a consumer. And I think that most fans realize. So guys like Jelani Watkins and Zena Amozolo who fit the, you know, next level measurables or traits they're going to get ranked higher yeah and especially early right we've got to exactly. bet on traits early because um you know they these kids have in most cases one year of film you know exactly. so it, it makes me laugh i mean our our rankings reaction threads are always going to be full of hot takes regardless but like it, i think you know we were talking with gabe Brooks uh in offline about something and, and he just kind of said anybody that's got a hot take about sophomores I I just I can't imagine having any hot takes about these kids they're going to change so much in the next couple of years that um you know it, it would be tough to just say oh this for sure is wrong or, or right yeah um was were there any other 24s where you were really happy to see a guy slotted where they were I have one that I'm sure you can guess yeah, I mean, if we if you want to if you want to call ISO and clear the lane, I'll pass you the ball, and you can talk about Terry Bussey. Ooh, okay, Terry Bussey's a good one. I was actually going to do Freddie. Yeah, yeah, Freddie, of course. Um, Freddie Dubose is a favorite of Hudson and Eyes from yeah. Shirts Clemens, and again, another really high end athlete. Um, but I, I figured you'd want to take time to talk about your favorite. I'll, I'll, listen, if you give me the chance, I'll do both. So Terry Bussey out of Tempson is a guy, I think the first time I met you, Mike, in person, um, I was talking to you about Terry Bussey. He's a 2A multiple-time All-State uh, prospect. And I'll just give the case for Terry Bussey right now. So he plays at Tempson High School, which is traditionally a kind of uh, cellar-dweller school in East Texas. And in his freshman and sophomore years, he's led them to back-to-back -back state uh, semifinal appearances where the teams that they lost to were Dalton and Doug Brooks freshman year by about a billion. And then sophomore year, they had Timpson had the ball and were going down the field to score before an unfortunate interception um, against the same Shiner team. So Terry Bussey has the production of a legit high caliber D1 athlete, in addition to recently the testing with the verified 1081 100 meter, to where it just makes a lot of sense for him to be slotted, I believe, at 202 um, or 201, which is where uh, I think 247 ended up ranking him. So that was one I was very excited about because before the kid even had any offers, I was annoying Mike saying, Hey, have you watched this kid from Timpson? And then Freddie Dubose from Shirts Clemens. That's one that I am pretty proud of because I wrote about Freddie when he had one offer and he was pretty desperate to uh, get some more attention on the recruiting scene. Um, I wrote about him. I mentioned that uh, he didn't have a huddle page, but he did have a, um, a site out of San Antonio made a really nice YouTube highlight compilation for him. And 
when you did some more research, it turned out that Freddie had eight out of Shirts Clemens' 13 touchdowns. So while the production wasn't staggering, he was dominant for a relatively bad a two and eight team that you know he then backed up on the track by winning as a freshman the six uh, a region four triple jump in addition to his two hundred meter times which are always some of the best in the state so that was a guy I think Freddie ended up at one thirteen with that I was very happy and I, Mike I'm sure you agree with this but I think he probably has the most room to go up as well as anybody on the 24 rankings because he does have the verified athleticism backed up with some production. So I think that as we continue to get some more data points on Freddie Dubose, he might even go up, uh, you know, another 40, 50 spots. Yeah, definitely could. He's got, you know, the profile too, I guess they would say. <laughs> All right. So those rankings are out. Our full reaction pieces are up on Horns 24-7. Check those out. Uh, before we get out of here, Hudson, you had a hypothetical for us that you wanted to get into. Yeah. So who do you, who are some of the sneaky Texas staff bang on the table prospects for? And as I literally just banged on my table and caused the camera to shake. So who are some of the prospects that maybe fans don't view them in the same tier as the Anthony Hills, the John Tay Cooks of the world, but the Texas staff feels just as fanatic about, if not maybe a slight tier below. Um, you know, we've talked about Braylon Shelby a lot. I think he's up there. Definitely. He's a guy that, that they love and uh, feel that can be a, you know, and we've talked, you and I've talked, is an NFL type body. He's a guy that profiles a lot of the same way that um, guys that went to Washington and played for PK and were drafted. Um, you know, there was a kid out of Allen that went to Washington. Um, Levi, Levi on Zoom, real yeah, yeah. And I think similar right. type of body in high school. Um, I was drafted second round, I think last year, mm -hmm. second or third round. Um, and, and became a really productive player at Washington. Those are the the things I think PK is kind of looking for on defense. Not really a finished product, not a production machine, although he does have good production. Um, but I think just a guy that they see a lot of traits in. And, and um, so, yeah, he would be up there for me. Um, I would probably say – Jaden Greathouse. I think they love Jaden yeah. Greathouse. I mean, yeah. everybody I talk to at Texas is just, you know, that kid's a winner. That kid goes and wins the ball every time. Um, you, you know, he's a culture guy. He is a uh, – he loves football, those types of things, I think. Greathouse, I know that obviously he's a really good player. A lot of people love him in high school, but I think colleges have been kind of in that middle ground with him. And so mm -hmm. I, I, it was an important step this year for Texas to – to kind of say, no, you're our guy, you're, you're a priority for us. Yeah. What do you think about maybe like a Tyler Turner is that answer? Yeah. Tyler Turner would definitely be up there. Um, again, another guy who was there over the weekend that we didn't talk a lot about, but mm -hmm. from San Antonio Brennan, good athlete was committed to Baylor, um, got offered by Texas at their junior day and um, is, is now talking about coming back in the summer for an official visit as well. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, I think Tyler Turner would definitely be up there. Anybody else? I mean, like beforehand, like Samaj, like people, That's I, what I was going to say, Samaj yeah. would have been the perfect answer for this two weeks ago, because he's a guy that I think the stargazers were paying super close attention to. Um, 
and then you know once it started trending once we put in the first crystal balls it was like oh okay this is a little bit more serious than i thought yeah he would definitely be up there um i'm trying to think on the offensive side of the ball maybe andre kojo andre kojo is a great shout that's somebody that texas really likes and i'd say again if you look at his profile it'd be like most people would probably think that that's the kid that they would go silent on when it's kind of the opposite yeah, so there are definitely a couple of those guys. This staff has not been shy about making their evaluations, sticking to their evaluations. We'll see down the line if those evaluations work out, but um, they aren't, you know, they are recruiting true to themselves, it seems like at this point. Anything else you want to add, Huddy, before we get out of here? I don't think so. Uh, one, I guess one thing. There isn't going to be a big visit weekend this upcoming week just because Texas has a big um, coaches clinic. Uh, there will still be some good info from that clinic. Once you get that many coaches uh, around, there will be some uh, rumors flying, some secrets being shared. But going to be a low-key recruiting weekend. And then there will be some prospects on campus for April 16th. We've mentioned a couple um, I don't think we mentioned him, but Anthony White from Abernathy will be making the trip on April 16th. But you're going to kind of get a little bit of a uh, slower paced couple of weekends before official visit season starts. And that's when the ball really gets rolling. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we're kind of getting into that mode, spring football coming around for high school, uh, state seven on seven, getting ready to crank up here soon state track and field so really going to be a busy and fun you know late late spring early summer here so uh stick with us over at horns 24 7 for all that great coverage all right uh we we appreciate everybody for listening we appreciate uh everybody for interacting with the show when they do i think we'll maybe maybe next week since there's not a ton going on maybe we'll do a mailbag next week um and, and get some more show interaction we haven't done that in a couple weeks um we want to thank Taylor Estes for making the show happen on the back end. Uh, for Hudson Standish, I'm Mike Roach. We will see you guys next week. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.